In order to support our show, we need some help from some great advertisers. And we want to make sure that those advertisers are one you actually want to hear about. But we need to learn a little bit more about you to make that possible. So go to podsurvey.com slash scam to take a quick anonymous survey that will help us get to know you better, honey. That way we can bring on advertisers that you won't want to skip. Once you've completed the quick survey, you can enter for a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card. How to scam, y'all. Terms and conditions apply. Again, that's podsurvey.com slash scam thank you for your help congregation scams cons robbery and fraud scams cons robbery and fraud scam goddess yo welcome to scam goddess is my mic on I'm about to be very Nicki Minaj today. Um, you gonna retire? Nah, nigga. But you know she has Queen Radio, and like she be wilding on Queen Radio. I don't listen to that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Hi guys, welcome to Scam Goddess. It's me, your host, Lacey Mosley. Y'all, I drank a little last night, and so this this is gonna be a fun one because uh, I might. St- Still be drunk. Um, guys, I have in the booth, in the studio today, one of my dearest friends, one of my oldest friends in LA. He's so funny. He's so talented. He's a writer. He's a reluctant actor, which is actually very fucking annoying because everyone wants to be an actor so bad. And every time that this man acts, he's like, oh, I don't want to act. People just keep forcing me to do movies. He's ridiculous. Um, but guys, today I have Edgar... Norman Montplacier. You didn't have to say the middle name. I've worked very hard to keep that middle name. I just Love applied, that middle name. I just applied for my passport the other Edgar day. Edgar has a murderer middle name, and I fucking <laughs> love it. I applied for my passport the other day, and the lady's like, you don't want to put down a middle name? I said, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep that shit out of there. She's yeah. like, I see it right here in your driver's license. I said, don't put it on the application. I love it. We all love it. It's so good. Yo, Edgar. Hmm. What's your relationship with scams? Uh, I'm I'm a very honest person, uh, and it's hard for me to do like scam type shits. Uh, like uh, my dad used to try to do not shady shit, but I remember I have a very distinct memory of I used to take swimming classes at Lehman College because when my uncle and cousin drowned, my mom enrolled us in swimming classes. <laughs> after two people drowned, <laughs> they drowned not after the death. first person. Well, they drowned together. They drowned together. Oh damn! They drowned that's trying to. Sad. They, they drowned trying to save each other. Uh, what? In the Hudson oh, in the Hudson River. Uh, God damn, that's one of those like airline stories where you're like, put your mask on first before 100%. you try to help somebody and, else. And I'm gonna stick on I'm gonna stick to that oh, shit. No. They were trying to like help each other put on their life. Anyway, it's a long story. But uh, we were taking that's swimming very classes. Sad, but it's also a little funny. Yeah, and then uh, we were yeah. So uh, one time I forgot my ID because you needed your ID to get into the pool. Yeah. Like, uh, the Lehman College ID and my brother had his and we'd never looked alike which was already weird you and your brother don't look alike and then my brother and then my dad was just like oh here's the plan okay Jonathan is going to swipe his card and then he's going to pass the card to you and you're going to swipe it and I refused I was like what? I said I can't do that I am not Jonathan I can't do that in my conscious heart because I know that I'm not Jonathan. I'm so disappointed. And my dad yeah. was hella mad. He was about to beat me if we if we were in front of all those white people at that college. <laughs> I love your dad. I love that your dad's a scammer. He yeah. said, swipe this card. I oh, mean, my dad's a big time. Uh, he His first job in New York was, so you know my last name is very French. His name is Serge Montplaisir. Ooh. And they would have him apply for uh, places to rent. 
and then show up and they would see this Haitian ass man and they would deny him. But what they didn't know was that my dad was working for these lawyers that made money that yes. way. So they would then sue that rental company. Yo, I should do that. My name is Lacey Mosley. I oh, yeah. do that for babysitting. Yeah. I would like put all these little door tags on people's doors mm-hmm. and I'd be like, Lacey Mosley's babysitting service. Yeah. And then I'd show up and I'd be black as fuck and be like, yeah, where your kids at? And then if they don't give you the job, you know it's based off of your race and right. you just sue them. It was too late because they'd already called me and oh, I was like, yeah. hey, yeah, I can babysit your kids this Wednesday at like, 7. Damn, I'm and really trying like, to see Lion. To, yeah, they yeah. have to go so they're like I have to see the prestige yeah. and the illusionist same yeah. fucking movie same fucking with movie. white dudes and they'd be like well I guess we have to let her babysit our kids yeah, but need, also white people have a mandate they come complex back to, they They'll come back to their house that kid has box braids <laughs> and all the food in the fridge is gone and all the food in the fridge is gone yo well I'm gonna tell you what's hot and fraud right now okay. and I know that you're gonna relate to this this is a scam that I participated in guys I did this scam you can see it on my Instagram if you scroll but um, the story is Voyage, Voyage magazine. Okay. And oh, this is man. a magazine, and I'm putting in heavy air court quotes. You can't see them, but magazine, because it only exists in like major cities. So it's like New York, Chicago, L.A., like major cities where a lot of people are working in entertainment, trying to get as much visibility as possible. And so this is a letter from a man named Sean. The letter says, hi, Sean. I'm on the editorial staff of Voyage Chicago magazine, and I'm working on an interview with hidden gems from Chicago Mm -hmm. and the surrounding areas. Thought you would be a great fit for our Thought Provoker series. We're excited to learn more about you, share our st- share your story with our readers. There's no cost involved, but we'll, of course, need some of your time for the interview. Please let me know if you would be interested in being featured. So... Many friends of Sean and colleagues also got, like, the same email. So soon after Sean agreed from the email, he was sent a short form to fill out. And this was information about himself, allegedly, for the article. So it says in the thing that you'll need one good personal photo. You have to submit your own photo for the magazine. They're not taking photos of you. You never meet anyone from the magazine. I know this for a fact. And other relevant images. And then you fill out this questionnaire. And then in two weeks, they post you on their website. Yep. Yep. See, I knew that shit was fake. I fucking (laughs) knew that shit was fake. It's a goddamn scam. And I was in on it early. Like, someone sent it to me and I was like, ah, Voyage Magazine. I posted it on my Instagram Mm -hmm. and everyone was like, oh my God, Lacey, you're being written up in a magazine. Mm -hmm. This is so fancy and wonderful. It's not a real magazine. Nope. It's a website that is getting your personal information Mm -hmm. so that they can sell it to people. Yep. And, like, you know... A lot of websites will be like, fill out our questionnaire, blah, blah, blah. We won't sell your information. And they say that up front. Um, Voyage does not say that because, honey, they selling it. 
They're selling all your information. So let me tell you how I knew that shit was fake. They asked me to do it, and I didn't do it at the time because I was like, I got lazy and I forgot to send in the questionnaire and whatever. Like, I never it's filled it in. It's a long-ass questionnaire. Yeah, and I never sent it. And Anna did it, and I was like, I shared Anna's. I was like, oh, look at my girlfriend. She's in this shit. I honestly, Anna, I'm so sorry. I recommended you because there was a thing. There's a thing. <laughs> There's a thing at the end of the article, and that's how I knew it was a scam because I was like, mm, this is too much work. Yeah, you never read People Magazine and be like, hey, who do you want to interview next <laughs> who does it who do they you want to interview next they literally were like give a, they wouldn't let you submit the form <laughs> they wouldn't let you submit your article unless you recommended 10 people 10 not even 5 10 and so I was like damn I gotta recommend people so I recommended Anna I did I was like oh I'm gonna recommend all women because I love women. <laughs> I thought I was people. like so empowered. And so I recommended and gave personal emails. <laughs> Which is wild. For 10 That's wild. But here's how I knew it was whack. <laughs> I knew it was whack because, like, when I saw you got it, I saw Anna got it. I was like, okay, they're going out for, like, you know, comedians. But then I started seeing some of the people on Instagram get it. And look, this is trash. But I was just like, this nigga ain't shit. <laughs> Why is Voyage interviewing this person? And then the person would be like, yeah, I'm a writer. And be like, I know for a fact you've never written a goddamn thing in your life. And I started seeing the kind of, like, it'll be somebody who, like, was, like, in the Improv 101. Like, I perform at UCB. And I was like, this magazine is fucking fake, bro. It's like, get to know Tom Johnson. Yeah. Tom Johnson works at Arby's. Yeah. He, he, he loves comedy. Like, yeah, what? Man. Yeah, the, they, they had no standards. No, no standards. Standards, bro. That's why I was like, this shit is fake as fuck, and I never finished filling it out. I was like, this is gonna get me. But I love the scam because it really appealed to my own narcissism. Absolutely, that's exactly what it is. And self promotion. And honestly, as a performer and an actor, you're constantly self promoting yourself. Of course. So I was like, oh, people are gonna see me and reach out to me from this article. They don't. You post the article on your Instagram for clout, and they get clicks. Yeah. No one actually subscribes to Voyage. No, you can't. I should have done more research. I went on their page. It was very limited. They had no information, really, which was like, oh, beautiful scam. Like, don't put out information. Don't. But then what sucks is that I completely understand why you did it. I don't know if it's so much as narcissism. But what you said with the self-promotion thing is like, we've all gotten jobs off of doing something like that, right? Like hopping on a podcast and someone's like, oh, I like this person. And they go to your work and they see more shit. Yeah, look at this shit, bro. This shit is fake as Fuck. And on and every photo that you're seeing is the photos that people already had either on their Instagram or that yeah. professional photographers took for them. There's no photos that Voyage takes. I've never met anyone from Voyage. I've never even talked to anyone from Voyage. Look at this shit. That, that, you know, that's kind of genius. I don't know though. who any of these motherfuckers are. No, bro. And they was like, yeah, they were like, hey, you're a very talented artist that they were hearing about. And I was like, nigga, I ain't done shit. And How I, you heard about me? Right. And honestly, I left my post up on my page because I was going to delete it when I found out that this was a scam. But I was like, no, I live in scams. I revel in them. I love to participate in a scam. Yeah. Um, and this one, like, you got basic information from me. It's whatever. Very classic Lacey to not admit when she got got. Uh, that's it's very classic, Lacey. I bet you lose but games. But I did admit. You I'm lose admitting. games and you'd be like, you know, that was my plan to lose Uno all along. <laughs> I wanted the most cards. Edgar knows me very, very well, which I already hate this so much. He knows me so well. He knows me better than any guest we've had on, and honestly, I hate it already. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Cody is my producer. Cody, delete everything that Edgar says. <laughs> Yeah, Voyage LA is a scam, guys. If anyone reaches out to you from this magazine, it is a scam for information. 
And you have to give up 10 of your friends to yeah. even do it. That's the worst part about it is that you're throwing 10 of your friends. On it. It's like, well, Lacey has been caught in a very similar scam, your email scam. Uh, when that was not a okay. First of all, that was BuzzFeed's fault. BuzzFeed sent me a fake email, and I only opened it. I didn't even send it to anybody else. I fucking opened it because I had recently worked for BuzzFeed, and so I thought it was footage that we shot. But it was the first time I've ever seen somebody invest like a whole click of like literally everyone in UCB got also fished because it was you, very embarrassing for me. I opened up a network. <laughs> yeah, like all these people on Facebook were like, yo, I think Lacey got me a virus. <laughs> I had to publicly apologize on several internet forums yeah. for clicking on an email. I was like, I'm so sorry, guys. I clicked on an email. I even like cussed out the person who sent me the email. I was mad. And what was crazy about it was is that Gmail retaliated against me and yeah, shut down, all, shut my down your, all your accounts. And I realized how dependent I was on Gmail. I was fucking crying. I'm not even kidding. Crying in the fetal position because I could not open Gmail. I could not open my calendar. Yeah. And that's how I run my day. And I was sobbing. I'm at the mercy of Gmail. And what was crazy was I was like, bitch, I'm going to get a fucking planner. I'm going to start writing down all my occasions and events and things that I have to be at because fuck Gmail. And then as soon as they let me back in, I was like, fuck this planner. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to say that. Maybe before then you were early all the time, and that was the time when like you started becoming late all the time. Honestly, it's better to be late. <laughs> oh boy! But you know what though, guys? Oh boy! Guys, congregation, I have learned that people who are chronically late pay more over their lifetime. They yes. pay like a million dollars more. I'm not even kidding. This is a real fact. Um, because in late fees, in like the consequences of showing up late, like having to get shit parking and paper exactly. parking, getting parking say, tickets, parking. Yeah. like everything that comes with being late is more expensive. People who are timely save a fuck ton of money. Am I going to become one of those people? No. I'm going to keep working to make money so that I can continue to be late. Uh <laughs> That's the only problem with you being late is that you're becoming so powerful that it doesn't even matter anymore. Yes. But we gotta- Honestly, late is my self-care. <laughs> And I used to rush. I used Look, to be man. so stressed out being late. And now I'm like, this is who I am. Try out some oils. Bro. I have to Try out some oils. It. Get some massages. There's so much oh, better Oh, I got self-care. peppermint oil. No, I huff peppermint oil. And I get massages. <laughs> and I'm late all the time. And this is my life. And I've accepted it. Um, but yeah, guys, don't let Voyage LA take your information. Because they're selling it. They are selling it to the highest bidder. Oh, God, guys. This is so fun. But right now, we're going to take a tiny break. For some non-scam advertisements. Scams! Cons! All right, guys, we're back. Yo, all right, it's time to get in my favorite segment of the show. Historic okay. hoodwinks. This is where I will regale Edgar with a hoodwink mm. that I'm so excited and passionate about. And we're going to get his thoughts. Um, so today we're going to be talking about... Historic hoodwink, the Italian-American upstate New Yorker. And Edgar's a fake New Yorker, so. That's completely ridiculous. <laughs> and I'm, I'm tired of the slander. You're a fake, You're a New, fake Yorker. New Yorker. You've lived in New York <laughs> less than anywhere you've lived in your I life. I am a fake New Yorker. I'm literally currently working on a job where I have, like, a New York accent. And it's like, I lived there for two years. And what's the what the <laughs> issue with that is, is that you can't stop yourself. you kind of like a, uh, uh, what's New York name? made me a monster. I'm an aggro person, and 
I have to be the most aggro. Yeah. I'm an alpha by nature. So when I lived in New York and everyone's aggro, I became even more aggro. I had to move. They say, and I don't know who they is, but I always say this, but they say that it takes two years to know if you're a New Yorker. Mm-hmm. And after two years, I was like, I'm not a New Yorker. I'm piecing the fuck out of this bitch because it was fucking hard. It's you get, you leave your house. It's cold. You know, getting out of the bed is hard. Getting out of your house is hard. Getting on the train is hard. Fighting every nigga on the train is very difficult. Then you get off of there and you still, you're an actor. That's a hard industry. You got to fight everybody at your auditions. You got to fight everybody down the street. I don't move for people on the sidewalk. And I got that from... New York. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You're not supposed to, because if you do, that's how they know you're a tourist and you're weak and they'll kill right. you. Right. Honestly, the first time I went to New York, I told Lauren Lapkus here when she did the show, I looked around and I was like very like, in New York. Yeah. Like I had a, a moment. I was 12 years old, first time in New York. My mom hit me on the arm and was like, stop looking around. You will get us robbed. That's right. <laughs> Somebody going to punch you in the gut just because you're she looking around. Right. I've already told this story. But I. this is why I moved out of New York. And there's two instances that I'm going to tell you guys about. I'll probably sorely regret it. Um, I was going up the train platform, and you know, as a fake New Yorker, there's an etiquette on the train that, like, if you're going up the steps and there's a train on the platform, you move for people because they're trying to get on the train. You don't want to make anybody miss their train. You you hold on to that You move or you wait. Yeah. Yeah. No train on the platform. Coming up the stairs. This white dude is coming down the stairs. He's barreling down the stairs. There's no train on the platform. I know for a fact. He runs into me, pressed like up against my shoulder. We're face to face. And I look him in the face and I go, really? And he goes, yeah, really? And as soon as he passed me, I donkey kicked him down the stairs. I like back kicked him like I was a goddamn horse. And in the moment, I felt so good. And then I was like, what if this nigga come back up the stairs and fight me? Uh, and then I ran away. I ran out of the train yeah, station. I was so fucking afraid. But I was like, why the fuck did I do that? Because I, I had become so aggro that I was like, oh, bitch, really? Really? And I kicked his ass. And then there was another moment that I knew I really had to leave. I was on the train. And this woman was bumping me. And I thought it was an accident. And I was like, oh, you know, it's a bumpy train ride, whatever. Then it was so deliberate. And there was so much room on the train. I was like, no, she's doing this on purpose and so I was on my way to work and I was bartender at the time I pulled out my corkscrew and there's like a little baby knife on corkscrews or at least the one that I had and I flicked up the baby knife and I held it in my hand where she could see it Mm -hmm. (laughs) she didn't bump me no more but when I got off the train I was like Lacey were you gonna stab her with your baby knife you were Because I watch a lot of these train videos and shit like that happened. I remember there was this one. It was this white dude bothering this black guy. And then the black guy was just like, I'm just going to get on the train and this dude's going to leave me. And as the train doors were closing, this white dude spit perfectly to where it went <laughs> through the closing train doors and it hit the black guy. And the black guy pushed his hand and like got a cot in the door and slowly opened the door. And there's these other niggas just like filming the shit and watching it. And he gets off the train and starts beating up the white dude until the white dude passes out. And the thing that's the most true is... You hear at the end of the video, one of the dudes filming goes, he's spinning his face. He had to. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's New York. Like, that's truly New York. Like, everyone was just like, no one was mad at this dude for doing that shit. And I was like, he had it's to. Like, he's spinning I his face. I would have done the same yeah, thing. Yeah, absolutely. And, I would have done the same thing. I love that the other people were like, we're not going to help this white dude. No, we're going to film it. We're going to film it. Because if he had not spit in his face, I might have helped this white dude. Even if he like said some wrong shit, but he spit in his face, but like, he had to. I wouldn't have helped him either way. <laughs> I'm not getting involved in people's nah, shit. Bro. New York is fucked up for that. Like they'll literally watch somebody get murdered and everybody will be like, well shit, I gotta get to work. Right. Uh that happened to me. Yeah. I had a not murder, <laughs> but 
<laughs> I was on the train. I was getting off the train, and this, I think he was probably mentally ill. Um, but this white man came up to me and was literally an inch away from my face when the train doors opened and goes, Nigger! Screams nigger in my face. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, I'm late. Like, I'm not going to be able to get my egg and cheese from the bodega. <laughs> I did not register it at all. Yeah. Uh, like, I think New York is a place where you put your trauma, like, you just, like, traumas every day. So you're like, if I deal with trauma, I'm not going to be able to do my life. And that's why I had to leave because I was like, it's too much. Yeah, I think, I think there's, what the big difference between LA and New York is and obviously when I talk about the trash of LA I'm not talking about people who actually grew up here and live here I'm talking about the transplants that bring yeah. the dirty business transplants are honestly the trash that, of LA that's the worst part of LA everyone likes to act like it's the people who live here no. but LA people are so They're chill so chill and so, and nice. so nice it's the people who come here and have yes, to adjust and act out they act out and they're like the traffic is bad it's like cause of you yeah honestly that was a big thing for me is I learned that I am the traffic yes every time I get in a car and I'm like oh traffic is so bad I'm like oh I am the traffic yeah like we're all the traffic yeah these niggas that live here are just trying to get to work and you're trying to get to three auditions so but I do think that New York breeds scammers better than any other state and I'm specifically talking about New York City Uh, a lot of scams come out of New York City a lot of scams that you are being involved in you don't even know are from New York City and I praise New York scammers I love it so much I've been scammed from New Yorkers in LA I've had my card number stolen from me and it was little Brooklyn boys Brooklyn is the heart of scams and I love it so much Uh, I had little Brooklyn boys like steal my identity I'm a proud like, son. I'm a proud son of Brooklyn. Honestly, I love it. Truly. Um, I want to get somebody from New York. I'm going to get a scammer on here one day, like a, someone who's retired. But this is a New York guy. Um, he's Italian-American, upstate New Yorker. His name is Tommy Muscatello Jr. And I'm like, what a name. You know, he's a junior. It's mm-hmm. like ripe for scams. Um, he spent all summer shopping out his expertise to the Royal Wedding Media Frenzy. Oh, I know this scam. Under the guy of Thomas J. Mace Archimel. So he mm-hmm. even changed his name to That's be more right. British. That's right. Like he was Tommy Muscatello, you know? Yeah. And then he was like, no, I'm Thomas Mace. Excuse me, Thomas J. Mace Archimels. Yeah. So many names. So British. I'm into it. Honestly, when I get rich enough, I will become British. That's what happens. Madonna became British. Like so many people. Like Lindsay Lohan became like Eastern European, which I was like, what is this? Mm-hmm. But I will become British. Why? you want to do that because like that's the ultimate like when you're so rich that you've lived on a continent but you're not even talking i've adopted the accent i don't know i live here i have a house i have a flat i have a flat in london but you're not even doing the best like the best like do the black people british accent that's no the best one. i don't want to sound like idris elba idris elba is ghetto i want to let everybody know that <laughs> and that's the best accent though nobody knows idris elba's ghetto and i know it because he did that fucking stella artois commercial yeah. and it was the first time he's had to talk in his british accent for a long period of time i was like this nigga is ghetto yeah he's absolutely. a hood nigga yeah. and he has fooled all of us because he's goddamn british but he did this commercial like, stella artois mate you gotta sip on that shit with your mouth fam that's why he did the wire he was doing the wire to pay child support nobody knows that it's true <laughs> he had a daughter back in England he's like yo I need to book this bro, bro. I gotta pay child support or else I can't go back to the UK that's a fact <laughs> it is 
It is. <laughs> it is. Idris is ghetto. Don't tell anyone, but Idris is a ghetto nigga. Um, and I love it. He's a hood nigga. That's the best British accent. It is. But it's like real hood, though. I want to be like posh British. I, uh, when I was living in London, ha- I had an internship that became a scam because it was an unpaid internship. And the lady who was running it was this British woman who wasn't from a rich area. But she mm-hmm. was dating someone out of her class. Class is a big thing in London. And she was like, oh, his family hates me because I'm not, like, fancy. So she was, like, practicing, like, posh British language mm-hmm. because she wanted to fit in with his family. And then she stopped showing up to work, and I just ran this business by myself, and I was 20. It was hilarious. Well, I'm pretty sure that business is under now. <laughs> it's not because it's funded by the government. <laughs> In London, every theater, except for the ones in Leicester Square, are funded by the oh, government. Oh, no, absolutely. Even their television is funded they by fund the government. They fund art, which is insane. Uh, <laughs> we don't do that in America. Not at all. Um, but yeah, so he scammed his way into a number of mainstream outlets. He was like always decked out in all tweed. Very British. He Now, this is where I didn't fuck with Tommy. He was calling Meghan Markle loud yeah. and advising her that as an American, she'll likely have trouble fitting in with the British lifestyle. He also reportedly (laughs) uh, has trouble speaking in an American accent now, even though he's from upstate New York. Yeah. Um, I didn't like that because, well, one, here's the thing. As a scammer, I understand where he was coming from because you got to lead in what the people want. And like everyone, when Meghan Markle got, you know, married to Henry or engaged to Prince Henry was like, Oh, we always dreamed of being with this dude. I even dreamed of him. I was like, oh, you know, and I knew he liked black women. I saw how he looked at Michelle Obama, and I was yeah. like, oh, he liked black bitches. Like, I got a chance. And he destroyed white women's fantasies when he proposed to oh, Meghan yeah. Markle because they were like, wait a minute, we are British white women. Yeah. And and also, Meghan is 30, was 36 at the time. Yeah. And so she was older for what, you know, people consider like the marrying age. She was once divorced. And they were mad. Of course. They were mad. Because that was their dream. But here's what I think you're not realizing about Homeboy's tactic. He's talking about himself. He's talking about himself, but he's making everyone put it all on Megan. So now never, no one's smoking him out because he's pointing out Megan. Be like, oh, yo, she don't fit in, right? That's kind of weird. <laughs> That's kind of weird. She don't fit in at She's all. She's so American. She's so American. It's That's almost trash. like her name is Tommy Muscatello. <laughs> and everyone's like, yo, her name is Tommy Muscatello. <laughs> we got to fuck her up. And he's just like, there we go. All the attention is off of myself. You're right. That's he a- was like, she always wearing tweed to seem like, British. She is always wearing tweed. <laughs> Look at how she eats spaghetti. It's like she cooked it every day. That is how she eating that spaghetti. (laughs) You're right. You're absolutely right. He was like, I got to get the heat off me. Uh Uh-huh. And so, and it was a little, he did, you know, these are dog whistles for racism. But also, they're dog whistles for xenophobia of Americans. Like, Americans are generally loud. So. Of course. Like, I had to be quiet in London. I got on the tube and we didn't talk because I was like, oh, on the tube, everyone just reads a newspaper and is quiet. I enjoyed that. Man, I'm so excited to go to that fucking city. So, Tommy's fascination with royalty began early. He grew up in Bolton Landing, New York, which Mm. sounds like a place where they do police brutality. Uh, That's every place in New York. (laughs) Facts. That's in New York. Chopped cheese and police brutality, bro. (laughs) (laughs) The police will beat your ass. Of course. Um, And stay employed. Um, So, he said, even my toys had a royal nature. I love that he aspired to this as a child because... 
as children, like, if you have a goal, like, don't let that childlike wonder go away. Yeah. You know, if you want to become British, and that's your goal, why not? I, I think that this whole story is weird because it sounds like one of Martin Scorsese's, like, failed pitches. It's like, yo, this is an Italian New York kid who wants to become... <laughs> A part of the royal family. Like, what? This sounds terrible. What? We need to let Martin make whatever movies he wants. So his father, Thomas Moscatello Sr., said of teenage Tommy's obsession, he told me, Dad, someday I want to move over there and be a part of what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, be part of the family business. (laughs) Nigga, what? That's not a job. I love a scammer who's just like, I want to be a part of what's going on. That's not a profession. That's not an employment. He's like, I will make it money. And I love a scammer because you can make anything money. People don't tell you that, but you can make anything money. That's why people are mad at millennials. They're like, oh, they're Instagram influencers. I'm like, nigga, they making money. They made Instagram money. Make something money. I love a scammer who makes something money. So his high school musical teacher, Jim Miller, remembers him as Mr. Sourberry in the production of Oliver. Tommy plowed into a a Georgian era history, he said, was also able to learn duplicate Oh, so was also able to learn and duplicate a British accent and the appropriate mannerisms for his character. You got to respect From this. his own research. You got to so respect this. So this nigga started young. He started studying he, oh, being British on, as a child. Give it to him. Give it to him. I played lots of British people in yeah. plays. I also played a young Jewish girl. And now you Jewish. Uh, yeah, I learned all the prayers because there were no black people at my school. No, there were no Jewish people at my school. There were no diversity, and I was the only black girl. Mm. So I got to play every diverse part. So I also got to be a little Jewish girl. What play was this? It's called Remember My Name. Mm. Honestly, I think I it was a like ripoff of, um, what's her name? The most famous Jewish girl. Barbara Streisand? No, she's not the most famous Jewish girl. Yeah, she is. Um, <laughs> oh, if if you, if you, I was like, if you think Anna about Frank, she's not. Come on, Lacey. You it was can't, a, it was low key a bootleg of think, Anna Frank, uh, and her, I well, got to be. That's not her name. Her name her. is Anne Frank. And it's two, Anna. And two, you can't be walking around calling her the most famous Jewish girl. I think that that's <laughs> very weird. <laughs> like that'll be that someone like respect. Hey, yo, you know that most famous <laughs> black boy, Emmett. <laughs> You know the most famous black boy. He's the most famous black boy around. Everyone knows his name. You go anywhere, you say Emmett Till. I know him. She is the most no, famous. She's, you can't call her that. That's, That's not, not disrespectful. It's not, not disrespectful. She is the most famous Jewish girl. That's respect on her name. That's respect because... She is. I remember her. I love her. Um, I loved her diary. That's weird, bro. Uh, (laughs) I stand for Anne Frank. I do. Uh, She's a queen. Um, But so I understand this, like learning from youth, like how to like be what this thing is you want to be. He had a vision. So Thomas began his accent with close friends. And then sometimes address them with "God save the queen." So he like warmed the shit up on niggas. Oh, he this was nigga like got beat up. practicing on people. This is like as a comedian, I will say there's been low key times, not even low key, that I've roped in new jokes I'm trying out in settings. You yeah, know? well, the weird part is that you put up a mic stand and everything. <laughs> Are we just hanging out at birds? Everyone's like, yeah, we're just trying to eat our meal. I'm like, what else? What else? What, what else? else? What else? What else? No, we're talking. We're talking. What did you say? Your mom uh, 
found a node. <laughs> Where are you guys from? Ohio? <laughs> That's a flyover state. Right. So he started it, trying it out on his friends, which, yes. So he eventually started a firm, an imperial international group in 2009, and he was calling himself Thomas J. Muscatella de la Croix. Delacroix? Delacroix. Like Delaghetto, but Delacroix. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that's the comparison, but. <laughs> which, he, which he said helped his French Canadian clients. So this is after he graduated from Coastal Carolina University in Myrtle Beach, which doesn't sound like a real university. Not at all. Uh, sounds like a place that they teach you how to scam. Guys, if you went to Coastal Carolina University in Myrtle Beach, write in. Scamgoddess at gmail.com. I want to know if your school is a scam, because I think it is. Um, he earned degrees in politics and history. And then he fell into real estate, which is a huge scammer like arena. Of real course. estate is the biggest scammer job. I know so many real estate agents. I almost have a real estate degree myself or license because like it's such a scam. And I was like, I need parts. I literally was studying to get a real estate license. They, I was like, this is how I can fund my acting is like do this scam on the side. Real estate. Well, they scam so hard that they almost uh, bankrupted our entire nation. Yep. We've let real estate really have a hold on <laughs> yeah. us. 2008. Look, you want this house? Can you afford it? Don't no. worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he was doing real estate, and this is why he named his uh, company Thomas J. Muscatella Delacroix, because he was trying to get, like, French-Canadian people. Yeah. You know, he's upstate, so that's, we're very close to Canada and New York. And um, that's how he, you know, was finessing people. So, he called his one-story suburban home, Rousden House, gave it a name, mm -hmm. loved the branding, and he hung a Union Jack. That's too much. A Union Jack is a British flag. So That's he hung much. that shit out of his house as if he was British. That's too much. Uh, I mean, low-key America, we're from Britain, right? We are we are the original scammers because niggas came over here and were like, we gonna explore, you know, for y'all. Mm -hmm. And then came over here and were like, oh, we got a whole country. Actually, we gonna stop paying taxes and we gonna become our own country. Lacey, that's a very... You condensed 300 <laughs> to 400 years of history into very two very dangerous America's sentences. America's are scammers. We're scammers. <laughs> so after his business folded in the recession, like you brought up, like the realtors, real, estate, yeah, real estaters, at their scammers, the and they destroyed our country. Yeah, um, so his business folded in the recession. He started to spend more time in the UK, and he relocated there in 2012. He considers his British grandfather to be George Mills, a former grandier guard living in Canterbury, who he literally met outside of the Buckingham Palace. So he met this nigga outside of Buckingham Palace and was like, you're my grandfather. <laughs> what? Um, so he met this man outside of the Buckingham Palace mm -hmm. and Mr. Mills says, I could tell he wasn't very happy in the United States. Yeah. So he's just like, scammers are very charismatic people. They know how to appeal to what people want. When of course. You're, when you're old, you become way less valuable. And everywhere but Asia, pretty much. Like, Asian culture, they let their grandparents, like, live with them and shit. Like, we put our grandparents in the home. Yeah, that's not Haitian culture. Haitian culture, your grandparents live with you forever. Right. My like mom is already planning to live with me. And it, and it's very respected. It's yeah. honestly, like, deeply respected. I'll probably have my mom live with me in a wing or a, a house outside of my house. Um, She already what? is trying to live with me. <laughs> 
<laughs> my mom comes to LA all the time. I love it because I genuinely want to be around my mom as much as possible. I'm obsessed. That's because I think she raised me to be obsessed with her. My mom's a scammer. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. My mom's had so many jobs. My mom was like a background singer for Kirk Franklin. She uh, has a license in cosmetology. She's a vice president of HR for the UT hospital systems. <laughs> my mom has had so many jobs. Yeah. I, like she used to work on the radio. I can't even like, there's too many jobs. She cooks very, very well. Has worked in several jobs, like just making food and then started making her own recipes. She had a chili day at Dairy Queen where people would come and buy her own chili from, from the Dairy, Dairy Queen. Queen? <laughs> Somebody needs to get fired. I don't know. I don't know if she was even giving Dairy Queen the money. Nah, I, yeah, think I think she was selling her own chili that she was making at Dairy Queen and needs pocketing to call the all the inspector. money. That's, that's My mom's wrong. food is very clean. We have a very clean kitchen. It's not about that. It's more about corporate regulations. Nah, and that this nah. woman came in My there mom should like, be able to sell chili and Derek Quinn no, if she wants. Nope. <laughs> we have safeguards. <laughs> so I get, I totally get this. So it's like you're 83. You feel like you've been discarded. This charming scammer man is now taking an interest in your life. Yeah. And you let him be your grandson. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, oh, I, I've never felt wanted before. Right. Or at least not in a long time. Yeah. So... Then he becomes Mr. Mace Archimilles. So he takes on this man's last name. <laughs> but this nigga's grandpa's probably re- alive, like his real grandpa. Yeah, probably. That's sad. Um, you know white people live a long time. Uh, honestly, white people have way less stress. They live longer than blacks. They do. I think guilt keeps you alive. <laughs> I, does it? Yeah, man. I feel like Kirk Douglas is just alive thinking about all the... Uh, you know, I'm not, you know, not going to say what I was going to say. I think evil keeps you alive because I have an evil auntie. Um, and she, <laughs> no, she's evil as shit. And she is alive. And she has survived everyone else in my family. She had 13 siblings. They're all dead. My aunt Charlene is still fucking alive. And she is a monster. She's yeah. like, I used to have to clean her house as a kid because my parents are fucking rude. Like, because they had money and I grew up not being poor, they were like, we have to recreate poor for you. So go clean your aunt Charlene's oh. house. And I was like, what? Why? I'm going to tell them that despite their best efforts, that shit did not land. That, <laughs> <laughs> that shit did not land, Lacey. You still act rich as fuck. <laughs> they tried hard. <laughs> they ain't try hard enough. <laughs> no, I'm better than my sister. My sister was fucking rude. I was like, oh, I'm going to give you, she's turning 16 uh, in two days. And I was like, I'm going to give you $500. But like, I no, I said, I'm going to buy you a present. But it, the cap is $500. She sends me a list of 12 links of shit she wants. It's going to add up to twelve to $500. The, That's just smart. <laughs> no, but you know why she did it? Because at first she goes, just give me the money. And I was like, I you're 16. I can't give you $500. You're going to get hooked on Oxycontin. And she was like, Okay, well, then I'll send you a list of the things I want. She sends me 12 fucking things. She's yeah. a goddamn scammer. That's a scam. And then she knew it was going to be too much work for me, and that I was just going to send her the money. Yeah. I fucking rude. Now she's going to get that oxy. <laughs> Have a good weekend. <laughs> no, my sister's a fucking nerd. She saw stuffed animals. That's, that's the exact kids who are fucking doing oxy. <laughs> you think it's the jocks doing oxy? They got to play sports. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I'm laughing directly into the microphone. So sorry, guys. Um, all right. So, he... 
changes his name to Mr. Mace Archer Mills. And he goes, I found out where I'm supposed to be and who I'm supposed to be. So he's mm. finally in London. He's found a fake grandfather to trace his name back to. And he's up and running. In 2012, he relocated to the UK and he formed a British monarchist society whose aim was preserving the monarchy, which holds events and enrolls members and takes donations. This dude ain't no shit about the monarchy. He's nope. from America. Preserve <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> but think about it. In history, like, yeah, I live in America and I know American history because it's like shoved down my throat. Well, at least what the white man wanted to tell us. You know, I went to, I'm going on so many tangents, but I yeah. went to Malibu Wines and they have this cave there that I think they painted themselves. I know a scam when I see it. And it was like old Indian drawings. And this white dude was telling us, he was like, yeah, this is from when the Spanish came to America and the Indians were so impressed. They had never seen fire before and they'd never seen horses before. He literally was telling us that Indian people were just so impressed by white Spanish people. And I was mm. like, this is made up. Yeah, that's definitely made up. <laughs> Maybe the horses so, thing, but everything else is trash. <laughs> but we get shoved fake history down our throats because yeah. the winner gets to tell the story. That's why. And, George, that's George W. Bush right there. But think there. about how much you actually do deep dives on American history because you just give a fuck. I don't do that. Oh, I do so, it all the time. I was I doing it the other day. If someone came to Britain and l had studied a bunch of shit, they probably could get away with this because I don't think most people are most that people deeply don't care about fascinated their with their history. No, it's why most people think that Abraham Lincoln was like the hero of the Civil He's War. He's not the hero. I had a woke-ass history teacher who was like, he freed the slaves because he fucking had to because it was like a fucking obligation. Absol absolutely. It was not because he wanted niggas to be free. He, he was, was reluctant like, about it the whole you time. You can't keep counting these people as voters. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's exactly what it was. And then on top of that, he was just like, Yo, look, he came to Frederick Douglass and was just like, look, is there any way I can convince y'all? I myself will spend my own money and buy y'all a plot of land in Central America if y'all just all go there. Literally, and Frederick like, Douglass can was like, you niggas leave? And Frederick was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking stupid. <laughs> he was like, listen to me, Fred, Fred, Freddie. Yeah. Can't you niggas leave? <laughs> <laughs> he begged, bro. And Frederick Douglass was like, that's stress. White people don't want us to leave. That's the biggest secret of America is white people think that they want us to leave, but they love us. They're obsessed with us. They won't leave us alone. <laughs> you know what? But this dude is giving me an idea that I might go ahead and start like a white preservation center. <laughs> Well, we got to preserve the you white. You could make so much money. I'll make so much white money. White people will pay for hate. White people love nothing more than hate. They've built a culture off of it. White and, culture is just hating other and people. And I won't ever show up. I'll just have my name be on it. Yes. Like, Ooh, Edgar Mope was here. And then I'll have Sounds a white French. dude. I'll have a white dude show up and be me. <laughs> you would make so much money. I'm going to make all that money. I'm down for this scam. Please let me know. Lacey, I will attach my name as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he creates this <laughs> this system and he's very personable says everyone and a perfectly normal person these are quotes um he began building a public persona in london starting a radio show on the royals and suing news releases and eventually doing media interviews and getting paid for some of them mm. and so in 2015 he began publishing crown and country magazine sounds legit Two C's. You know, I love alliteration. And he dedicated it to royal topics. In April, a publisher, uh, the publisher launched a royal-themed cryptocurrency. That's how you know he's a scammer. Already. Right, a left, like, real left field here. Cryptocurrency. Yeah, that's, a, that's a step too far. That's why he got caught. <laughs> Truly is a step too far. Um, so he launches a cryptocurrency, and he calls it the Royal Coin. Good name. I would get Royal Coin. Sounds like it's going to be... 
money. I got, so, man, I got so many questions. I'm, I'm sorry. I got so many questions. When I apply for a job here, I have to prove that I'm a U.S. citizen, right? <laughs> Did no one else be like, yo, it's weird that he's handing in a U.S. passport with every job that he's applying for out here. <laughs> but he's also doing shit that's like, I didn't give anyone a passport to start a a podcast. That's true. Radio That's true. is a wild true. land. That is true. He might not have had to be an actual employer, yeah. employee of the place. That's true. So he's doing this. He has a cryptocurrency. The website tracking sales show few transactions, although Mr. Mace Archer Mills says that the currency was doing well, having only just started, as a scammer would. Like, I would be yeah. like, yeah, it's just like Bitcoin. Scam, co- Scam Goddess is the best podcast around, of course. <laughs> it's number one it's on number iTunes. One on iTunes. It's you never been I mean? released, but <laughs> <laughs> it's the one. Honestly, I have the most publicity for a podcast that hasn't been released. It bothers me all the time when someone's like, when is the show coming out? Like, nigga, you'll know. It'll be on your app. <laughs> You searched for it on the app. You couldn't find it. So it's not out. <laughs> I love how enthusiastic the people who listen to this show are. Are there more episodes? No, you look on your app and it's not. That's the answer, bro. You think you're going to tweet at her? She's like, oh, yeah, it's on another website you never heard of before. I got to keep interest up, okay? I got I got people on a wild goose chase. I've been hiding show. them. I didn't want anyone to find out unless they asked me. <laughs> so, yeah, so I get it. I get how this is shrouded in secrecy. And, yeah, you have cryptocurrency. Why not? It, I think it is a big leap, though, to go from like I'm a wedding advisor to I have a cryptocurrency. So he sounded like someone from London or the home counties trying to sound posher than he is, says Jason Neese, a British public relations executive who set up the event. I certainly didn't know that he was originally American. So basically he had two accents going on. He was basically like a basic ass British bitch trying to sound rich like my uh, the remember I said I worked at the theater mm-hmm. and I was dating, uh, not dating. I was with someone who was dating someone richer and was yeah. trying to sound richer. So basically, he He's got to the, the level shit. of like I sound like a poor British person trying to be a rich British person, which means he really was deep in the scam. That's a deep scam when you get caught on some bullshit that's just not even you. So here's his biggest heist: the royal wedding. In his posh British accent, Mr. Mace Arthur Mills told Norway's TV2, the most important aspect is keeping his integrity, keeping formality and making sure that traditions and heritage that we have as British people remain at the forefront. We're making world history. So basically he was make America great again, but for British people. Man, what's crazy is that they call him into the office and they're just like, yo, we caught you. And he's like, fuck, we know that you a poor British person trying to be a rich British person. (laughs) They never got him for what he really was. (laughs) I love it. So Tommy made it past the wedding day without a single authentic Brit sniffing him out. And he's defended the monarchy on BBC Radio. I think it's because he's so deeply entrenched in, like, the culture of, like, defending being British. Because, you know, people hate change. So if you're appealing to their sensibilities, they're less likely to be trying to snuff you out. It's like Trump. Trump is a rich-ass nigga who is, like, the biggest scammer because he scammed poor whites. No one is scamming poor whites harder than rich whites. I mean, you know what this is, though, right? This is that... This is that first sketch that Chappelle ever did, which is the Clayton Bigsby, where it's the blind black man right, in the KKK. Right, who ran the KKK. Where everyone would be like, why would I think that it was a black man under that hood? Why would that thought ever come? So they're just like, why would we ever assume that this guy was American? Right. He's caping so hard for us. Like, caping he, like, so hard. So he was caping so hard for the British people. Um so when he was interviewed by Tori Shulman, a reporter from the Daily Blast regarding the royal wedding, they quickly became friendly and went out for drinks afterwards, mm. befriending the press and people who can out you. Number one scammer tactic. They went out to a private high-ranking club for expensive drinks, and at the end of the night, he left the check with Tori. 
So he went out. He took her to a very fancy place and then stiffed her with the bill. Reporters is, don't make no money. Is that how she News got caught? Is that how he no got money. caught? She probably was just like, I'm going to investigate the shit out of this man. Right. <laughs> now she was mad. She, <laughs> like, she pulled her pen out. She licked the tip yeah. and she started writing. Yeah, they, they, they went into the meeting next day. All right, what story are we working on? I went out last night and this guy left me with the bill. I'm going to fuck him up. Fuck him up. Well, Brexit's happening. We can talk about that. Anyone want to work on story on that? Nah, I want to fuck this nigga's life up. <laughs> So he gets caught because the Wall Street Journal outed him. There you go. In May. So he gets caught by the Wall Street Journal in late May. Yes, because he pissed off people in the news. And this is the Daily Blast, Tori Shulman, but I guess the Daily Blast tip they had or... Yeah, no, she was like, she called him up. Hey, yo, I got a story that she'll never forget. (laughs) So um, Bradley Hope at the Wall Street Journal responded actually to us we dm'd him and this is like his response which is kind of crazy i'm like scam goddess people are responding to dms okay so that should worry you that a journalist is just responding to a podcast he's never listened to <laughs> yeah i'll give you guys a my scoop. podcast is a scam we yeah. have been doing episodes that aren't released for so yeah. long and he still responds to i dm us. my own friends and they don't respond to me you got this journalist <laughs> to like give you a quote so bradley hope says i suppose he got caught because i suspected he wasn't who he said he was and i investigated him i looked him up and his corporate record said American and that made me super suspicious. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Because he was claiming to be British. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. He said, then I checked his Facebook history and saw references to his real name deep in the history. Then I used a public record searchers to find his dad, who innocently and accidentally gave away the whole story. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, bro. That's literally some Godfather type Facebook shit. Facebook gonna be the death of all of us. Italian American type shit, bro. His dad, his own family, right? Him My out. own family. Fredo, Tommy. I know what you did. Oh God! So there's some fun facts here. Um, an ed- an elderly British man and a woman agree to call him their grandson. Mm-hmm. That's how he got his name, which I think is hilarious. Um, he applied for British citizenship. He was still pending. Um, <laughs> he was pending. Nobody just turned that shit down immediately. <laughs> what? There are people who have come to this country and fought so hard to try to get citizenship. And this nigga was pending in England just because he wanted to be. Just because he Mm. wanted to be. I love Mm. it. I love the privilege. Um, He speaks of early years in Kent, a county in southern England where I learned to ride my horse. He never (laughs) lived in Kent. Nigga, he was in a bodega (laughs) buying wise chips. Shut the (laughs) fuck up. He was in Kent, fake riding a horse. <laughs> Shut up. He created this book that he sells on Amazon, and it's currently sold out. Um, it's called <laughs> Their Majesty's Mixers and Royal Drinkology. No! It's, no! This is a mixologist. And honestly, being a mixologist is a scam. Yeah, that's a scam, bro. Anybody can make alcoholic drinks. Truly. Truly. I just give me some orange juice and some liquor. All right. Well, that's not, that's called a screwdriver. Uh, that's, that's, no, that's called a, uh, it's called a royal drink. <laughs> Mace Archer Mills has been a frequent commentator from London over the past few years. So he was on news and like, you know, like those petty, like basically the e-newses of Britain uh, talking about royalty, even though he don't know shit. Look at him. He was commenting on the royal wedding. That's this is so recent. Wild, this is in 2018. He was still a legitimate commentator. But once you look at him, he looks British. Yeah, he really does. You know, some people just look British. He's got like big cheeks and he's got weird teeth. But no, he don't. No, he don't have that weird teeth though. Look up, look up his, look at his teeth. They're not great. They're not great. But then now look up British teeth. 
Does everyone from upstate New York look like they're British? Nah. Yo, but he's probably a descendant of British people. He's literally Italian. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> look at British teeth. British teeth are wild. <laughs> they are really wild. Like, oh. All right, That's probably what gave done. him away. Yeah, they were looking at his teeth and they were just like, this nigga's not British. Well, all right, guys, we're going to take a legitimate break. Scams! Cons! All right, guys, we're back. And it's the end of the show. So sad. I love Edgar so much. I don't want to let you go. Um, this is the scammer of the week. So every week we take time to highlight just a, a notorious charlatan, you know, and give them praise. Is that what charlatan means? Yeah. I thought it was just a dance. <laughs> That's oh. the Charleston. <laughs> oh, never mind. I guess I was wrong when I asked that girl, hey, you want a charlatan with me? <laughs> yeah, she was probably very deeply confused. <laughs> um, a man faked a heart attack inside a Florida Walmart store so his friend could steal toys. And I love this one because it's for the kids. And do I say fuck them kids? Nah. A lot. Wait, I say on, fuck them on. kids all the time. How you know those toys were for the kids? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know who, what they were going to do with those toys. I'm assuming they were for the nah, kids. Nah, they were just like, we need these toys. We don't, we're not going to say what for. So the men, 30-year-old Taurus Scott and 27-year-old Janard Dupree, which is a great scammer name, were arrested Tuesday on grand theft charges. The Polk County Sheriff officer says the men filed a shop, filled a shopping cart with a motorized power wheel Barbie car. So this is like big shit. Yeah. Like a Barbie car is huge. That's a big ass thing. <laughs> and leapfrog tablets, which is basically the iPod for kids or the iPad for children. But it's all educational games. Right. Barbie glam vacation house. These are all big things. Like <laughs> That's they why they did a heart attack. They couldn't steal no action figures. And they walked through the store together. So basically... Uh, Taurus Scott got on the ground. I was like, my heart, my chest. You say he's thirty years old. Yeah, that's why they got caught. They're like looking at him. Not like, old how you have enough. A, yeah, yeah. How you have a heart attack with a full head of hair? Right. You look like you on Riverdale, <laughs> <Yeah>. nigga. <laughs> <laughs> nigga. Shut the fuck up. You ain't having no heart attack. Oh, I'm having a heart attack. Oh, someone, no, you not. That's gas. Someone get my Apple Watch. <laughs> That was gas, sir. Yeah, yeah, sure. you, you ate a burrito. Yeah, no one believed the heart no attack. They needed an attack, older yeah. person to fake the heart attack. Yeah. You're right. Because if he was older, they would have been like, get this man to the hospital. Yeah, they, they would have gotten him toys. I think that was the flaw in the scam. Yeah. They were too young. They're too young. Yeah, you needed to adopt a grandfather like my homie Tommy did mm -hmm. and have him have do him the heart, do heart attack. attack. Everybody would have ran. Oh, yes. Get an old white man. Life alert. Attack. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've fallen and I can't, can't get, get up. up. Everyone would be like, hurry up. <laughs> Stop what you're doing. Honestly, if you're old, you don't even have to fake a heart attack. You, you, you just be like, I've fallen and I can't. I, my hip. And everyone, we'll all be like, oh, God. Run. Everyone run. The store would clear out. Um, but yeah, they tried to make off with these big ticket items after faking a heart attack. Honestly, I think if the items had been smaller, they would have gotten away with this. Oh, of course. Because Walmart don't care. Also, you're two grown-ass men like walking out with girl child toys yes a big uh, and uh, look the guy say his name again his name is taris scott mm -hmm. and the other guy's name is janard dupree so these are black guys 100 percent, they were black guys they were his name is taurus scott no, i need to know and now. the other guy janard dupree is probably haitian it i don't know like jermaine dupree they we're, sound we black gotta to see me. if they're black let's see if they're black I hey, told you, fun. bro. They're fucking Haitian. I knew that shit. So you see two big These ass are Haitian your people. You see two big ass Haitian niggas walking through the store with Barbie toys. Of course they got caught. Red flag. 
Yo, they're very Haitian. Look at those. Look at that hair. Look at that hair, bro. This nigga got <laughs> caught. Oh, I'm sorry. Yo, also, why are y'all stealing these toys? Mm. Maybe those were Christmas. Christmas? Do we have a date on this? Do we have a date on this? That December 18th. This was for Christmas. You know they have several children by seven different women. Okay, Lacey. That's too far. No, Haitian <laughs> men are notorious for having multiple wives. And I still love no, Haitian no, men. No, that's not true. Haitian but men. I know if I'm dating no, a Haitian Lacey. man that he's going to have another family. That's and I have to true. be okay with that. That's not true. <laughs> Haitian men don't cheat. That's a fact. Oh, get out of here. Look it up on Twitter. Haitian men have several families. Haitian and I'm okay. men don't cheat. I'm telling you. They don't cheat, bro. I have... Two best friends who are Haitian. And one, unfortunately, his father passed. And when his father passed, they found out about his other family. They always have other families. Yeah, Haitian men don't. But Haitian men work hard because they support all their families. And I love it. Okay? I love a hard Google it right man. now. Support all your families. Haitian men don't cheat. And nothing's going to come up. <laughs> Haitian men, it's, they don't consider it cheating. It's like they just have multiple families. I'm more Creole. We can't trust this website. <laughs> it's literally called Love Creole. <laughs> no, uh, no. And honestly, I think you guys made that website to try to defend the fact that y'all be cheating. Yeah, well. It's okay. It's not called cheating when you're just maintaining several families. Yeah, that's that's God given right. <laughs> oh, my God, Edgar. This has been amazing. Oh, that's very kind. I love you so much. I love Edgar so, so much. So this is a real treat to have him and just like force him to hang out with me for an hour. Yeah. Um, where can we find you? Uh, I guess. Where do you want to be found is the question. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Edgar Mopazir. You can find me on Instagram at Awfulgram. Uh, I got this podcast on Stitcher Premium that I did with the boy Zig called The Wokest. It's, it's amazing. Probably the thing I'm the most proud of in my life. It's fantastic. Uh, Listen. Not even my son. I'm not even proud of my son. <laughs> he debuted a son on Instagram yeah. this weekend. <laughs> That's honestly how I want to debut my children. I'm yeah. going to, because I'm not having my kids with my own body. I don't know if I've told you guys this yet. Yeah. But like, it'll ruin me. I've seen my family. It'll ruin me. My mom had a tummy tuck. Good for her. I just can't do it. I'm going to pay a woman to live in my basement and you know, just date my. My child. Nah, she can live wherever she wants to live. That's, you know, she don't have to live with no, you. No, it's going to be a whole Beyonce fiasco. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to debut my baby skin to skin at the hospital in a gown, just like Gabrielle Union did. And just be like, oh, my little miracle. And people are going, when, you were, when were you pregnant? And I'm never going to answer any questions. Oh, my God. I've planned this. Babies cost 100000 a pop, and I'm going to make the money to have my babies. I've never been more disturbed in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and I record a time-traveling podcast in this very room. All right, guys. That's the end of this episode of Scam Goddess. Congregation, I love you. You can find us at Scam Goddess. They killing Zig. They killing Zig in the booth. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us at Scam Goddess Pod on Twitter and on Instagram. You can also email us at scamgoddess at gmail.com. Please send us your scams. I adore your scams so much. And guys, you can find me at Diva Lacey, D I V A L A C I, Diva Lacey, at all the platforms, including Venmo. Send me money. Guys, I love you. Bye. Podswag has all the podcast paraphernalia you could ever hope for, like t shirts, pins, bags, hats, candles, and special holiday collections. This holiday season, give the gift of Podswag by shopping their Black Friday sale. 
you can get 40% off from Friday, November 29th through Sunday, December 1st. Just go to podswag.com and use the code Black Friday for 40% off the majority of items. That's podswag.com, offer code Black Friday.